This is your host Caroline and welcome on I Don't Give a French. I wanted to thank anyone who has listened to the first podcast, the first episode, the introduction. So thank you for that. Uh, that hyped me up into doing more of it, continuing, and just pushed me into going for it. Because I was a little scared, I've got to say, two weeks ago, I was wondering if I was going to do it. And the only reason why I committed to <laughs> publish or release an episode is because I had bought the material and I was like, well, damn, I bought everything, so I kind of have to go for it. But I was scared. I was like, mm, maybe my voice is going to be annoying to some people. And you know, you, you, don't, you never want to be a bother in someone's life. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Come and join me on my social media. Instagram, idja.french, TikTok, idja.french. French, and you can also reach out to me on my email. It's I don't give a French at gmail.com. This episode is a really personal one, which means everything you're gonna hear about relates of my own emotions, feelings, and experience. It's not always right, it's not always wrong. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so as you can read in the title, today we're going to talk about one of the worst moments of my life. So <laughs> the time has passed. I am able to now tell the stories with a smile, but I'm going to talk to you about the times that I got my heart broke. It was the same, same guy twice. <laughs> I know that I wasn't the only one who ever went through a heartbreak like that. And some of you may going through this or, <laughs> or maybe you will. <laughs> I don't wish that on, upon anyone, but that's something that could happen. And I just want to share what I did to just keep the boat floating. So we are going to call this guy Ben. And I met Ben in Dallas uh, when I was in Dallas. I was in Dallas at that point for a little less than a year. And I was supposed to go. It was, uh, was St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, so definitely less than a year. It was St. Patrick's Day and I was supposed to go on Greenville Avenue, which you guys know. And at that point, I was on Tinder and I had matched with Ben. And Ben was texting me and all, but I, I, was, I had made plans to go meet up with some friends on Greenville Avenue. And yeah, that's what I wanted to do. So I drive up there, couldn't find any parking spots. I just, I couldn't. <laughs> the drive wasn't far from where I lived. I lived like 20 minutes away from it. Everything is 20 minutes away in Dallas anyways. But I, I live 20 minutes away from uh, the Green, Greenville Avenue, but I couldn't park anywhere. And you know, I started doing loop and also like be stuck in traffic. Everything was shut down. The streets were closed. I was fed up and I was like, ah, <laughs> screw that. <laughs> I'm turning back around and I'm going back home. And at the same time, Ben is texting me. Ben is working at that moment at the uh, Kelly Trail in Plano. Well. I forgot the way he said it, but like, would you like to meet up later? And because I ended up with no plans, but I was ready, you know, makeup and all. I was like, yeah, let's do that. I know Americans, you're not gonna <laughs> like that. But I went to pick him up. He had some, some little issues with driving. <laughs> well, his license was suspended, but I still wanted to see the guy. And so I went to pick him up. And as soon as I saw him, whoa, he was tall, blonde, blue eye. Whenever he got out of his house, I got out of the car and I went to greet him. So I gave him a hug and off we went for, for the night. I think we went to 
at least that I can think of, three or four different places. We did everything. We went to the bar, we went to the restaurant, we did bowling, we did everything on one night. I didn't realize until much later, but something had happened that moment, it just clicked. I think from that moment, I just fell in love. Like I had never fallen in love for anyone. His situation changed quickly. He was able to... <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> but he was able to drive. Long story short, he just got pulled over for... He just got... It's very important not to drive and, and drink. But he got pulled over while drunk. And that's why his license was uh, suspended. But then he got some approval to drive. And so he moved out of his mom's and he had his apartment. Every time I would drive to the apartment, which was weekly, I had the butterflies, literally, every single time. So happy to see him, so happy to see him. But but in terms of sharing my feelings at that moment, it was very hard for me to just be open or be weak. It's weak, it's a very bad word in this con context, but I wouldn't be too affectionate, but I just, I just knew I loved him. And the first time he told me he loved me, I pretended I didn't hear it. I was half asleep and I was like, the fuck did I just hear? <laughs> did he say that to me? <laughs> Is it on his phone? Like, But I, I just fell through it. And then he said it again. And then I think we were drunk in Austin the, the, the second time he said it. And he was like, but I already told you once. <laughs> I acted stupid. I was like, ah, oh, did you now? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and from that moment on, everything was perfect. I had never been with someone for whom I was feeling this way. We, I, I just saw him as my everything. I had eyes for absolutely nobody. I had zero sense of jealousy, absolutely no jealousy. This man was mine. Now, if we were outside, you know, in, in a, like in a social context, I, I would always keep an eye for my man just because of the other girls, not for my man. I, I, he had my trust, guys. He had it like a thousand percent. I did not even realize on Instagram, you know how we used to be able to see what the people that you're following were doing, but they removed it. I didn't even know this existed until I got into a toxic relationship, which will be part of, on an, of another episode. Uh, so I didn't even know that existed. I was just so naive into my thing. I had my little my little tantrums, but I just never let go of an argument. You know, I have to hold on to it. And obviously, obviously, it ended, obviously. It was not my choice because my heart got broken and that was not what I wanted. And so a year and a half later, I was gonna go back to France. Yeah, I was gonna go back to France just for the summer because I had not seen my family for over two years. And so I had to go see them eventually. And it was set to meet me there. I was gonna stay for two months and we were gonna split for a month, I think. I think for a month. And I was gonna fly back with him to Texas because I was starting uh, school. So I leave, I leave Dallas. He's the one dropping me off at the airport. At that point, we are kind of almost living together. My stuff are at his place. I think we're living together at that point. My stuff are at his place, you know. And one night, I i mean one night. It, it was a build-up, I think, for him. But what happened that one, one moment, the thing that made it all explode, is that we had a cat. For a very long time, he was supposed to find someone to take care of the cats while he was here. And I would, I would, I would tell him, like, it, uh, this plan, it was planned for a few months. And like three weeks before he comes here, he still didn't have anyone. And I'm like, I want someone to take care of the cat because she's old and you know, you like your animals, you like your pets. You want it, you want them to be well taken care of. And that's not something you do last minute because what if you don't find? And you, do, you just don't drop an animal off somewhere and be like, hey, you keep that cat for a month. 
Oh, you know, that's something that needs to be asked. But three weeks before he got here, uh, even even less maybe yeah maybe even less he still had no one and i got mad i was like see like how can you not do things on your own why do you know i don't want i i was on his back all the time and i would always repeat to him you should be doing that and when i don't then that's what happened and then i have to take care of it last moment and i got pissed <laughs> i it, it's a little blurry for me but i think he said something along the lines that he couldn't do this anymore and i was like wait what <laughs> i'm confused i'm very confused <laughs> Reminds me of that meme. But I was very confused. I was instantly, that moment, I felt a great, great deal of sadness. Great deal of sadness. I went up to my parents' room. Uh, I was sobbing. I would not cry. I would never, never cry. One time I cried with Ben. I got letters from my friends, from friends. I got them in the mail. And I just went upstairs real quick to go hide and look at them. And that, that made me tear up. But he followed, he followed me and he was like, hey, you know, you can be vulnerable with me. Blah, blah, blah. Adorable. But yeah, so I would not cry. So that night, because it was probably like 2 or 3 a.m., he tells me that. He tells me that he's not seeing his behavior, you know, that he's like, yeah, it's over. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? You're supposed to come here and all. And I opened my parents' bedroom and I, I just cry. I'm just crying. And I'm telling my mom, you know, I'm really not doing good. <laughs> But I just wanted to let you know it will be okay. <laughs> but my mom looks at me and I'm like, what the hell's happening? Like, you're not okay. Why would you say you're okay? I was not okay. I just couldn't keep the night without telling her. And I didn't want the next morning having to confront my mom and be like, hey, by the way. No, so I just dropped the bomb. Like, the bomb was dropped on me and I had to drop it on someone too. So, I, I was devastated. And then for the following weeks, it didn't get any better, but he had his tickets to come. And I, I left my boyfriend. I left Ben in Texas. It was my boyfriend at the airport. And now he's not my boyfriend. Like, I don't understand. So I'm telling him, I want to see him because I love him. So I'm like, I want you to come. You have your tickets. Like, you're supposed to be here. That's what's supposed to happen. So he came. He came. Uh, I know that's weird. I just wanted to see him. I don't know why he came at that moment, but he came. But instead of spending the months or like three three weeks, whatever length that was, he was going to spend like one week in France with me, a week or five days or whatever length that was in Italia, then Barcelona, then came back here, spend the week, which was going to be the end of the trip and then flying back from Geneva because that's the nearest airport from me. Yes, it's in, it's in Switzerland. Back to Dallas. <sighs> Seeing him, uh, it was absolutely terrible. And uh, I was heartbroken. Nothing, nothing could make me feel better. Felt like I look like crap. It was absolutely terrible. And he was not changing his mind. Because I was like, there's no way that he's serious. He just, I don't know, maybe distance did that to him. And I was a little naive. There's no way. Like, I love him. How can he leave me? Because I love him. What else can he want? There's nobody else that I know. Could not see it happening because in my eyes, we were so special. So there was no way that he didn't see that. And whenever he left for his trip in Barcelona or, or Italia, we were separate, but we were single. So he went to Italia and, and Spain. Things happened. We'll talk about it later. Before he did that, my best friend that I met with him, Lauren, because I can I can say her real name, I think. Shit. Can I? <laughs> Don't kill me, boo. She, she was also set up to come and meet my family because I wanted to share everything to the people that I love the most. 
So all together we went to Paris and oh boy that 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 train ride from Geneva to Paris was absolutely dramatic. So I'm crying the whole month, but he's crying as well. Yes, that got me even more confused. But he's crying next to me, and I'm like, oh. Well, I mean, there's no, like, this man has feelings. Or maybe he just has an overload of emotion. I don't know. And then my best friend, so my boo, she took pictures along the trip. I still have those pictures. But they make me very sad because they were, they just remind me of how horrible I felt. We're in that train and whatever position that I am in, because we didn't sleep the day before. We, we went out. I don't remember where, but we went out. Probably in some club. We were exhausted. And every position that I was sleeping in, Ben was next to me in the same position. But you could tell the eyes are red. You know, the, the bags under the eyes are present. Tears are not even dried. <laughs> dried up. It was terrible. Trip, trip in Paris was good. I just, I try my best to, to be with him. But it's very complicated. Because he doesn't give me what I had two months ago and I uh, trying everything to you know to change to soften up because this man never had seen me cry but now it's like the faucet was fully open it was flooding on the floor so you talk about a change uh, then my boo left uh, Lauren left and it was just him and I nothing had changed until that one night and so we spent an evening with two of my friends and we tell stories and I'm trying to relax. I share one story that happened in the past with the guy who was flirting with me. And I see right the hell away that Ben is triggered by it. And you know, you know us girls, when we see that, or even guys, like when you see that whatever you're saying has an impact on someone, the impact that you want, you're happy. So I did not hold back. <laughs> And then we left the place. I was very drunk. We left. We left my friend's place, and we went to the part of a little park in the, in my village, and we just looked at the sky. And that night is the very first night of my life that I had seen a shooting star. Never had seen one. Never had seen one. And and Ben was telling me about it. All of the universe, he loved that. And I had never seen one. And that night I see one. There is no guessing game into what was my uh, wish. Soon after the shooting star, he kissed me. And the next morning, we're like, we're back together. We're back together, taking things slow, basically. My heart is not healed because he's done things in Spain, in Italia. And mostly, like, I was just completely broken for the whole month. I could not forget that. We go back to Dallas and he helps me f buy a car because I was an au pair until then and now I had to get my own car. Uh, and I, I go to school and fast forward two months and a half and right before Thanksgiving, I was it was after my English class, so I go home one night and I go in the bedroom and he's there and he's hanging his clothes and he's telling me, he's like, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, you don't. There's nothing to be said over here, okay? We're gonna continue as we're doing. <laughs> he only says this, and I already know what that means. But I just look at him, because at that point, I'm like, well, if he says that, it's, you know, it's real, because I'm right here this time. It wasn't done by distance, and I've been sweet to him. Not that I wasn't before, but, you know, I chilled, because I think I was a little too stubborn to... I don't want to say mean, but just too stubborn because I was very, very kind to him. But I think after we got back together, after the trip in France, my heart was just too broken. I was too broken. I was still crying, very sensitive. And I would not, I would not dare tell him anything. Uh, and after the trip in France, also, we did not tell each other I love you 
because I just wanted to take things slow. I didn't want to rush thing. The world knew <laughs> that I loved him, but I just didn't want to say it. And he wasn't saying it either. But whenever that day he says, we need to talk to you. I was like, no, 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 you don't, you don't. And then I told him, I was like, I didn't even tell you I love you, but I love you. You know, I do, I do. As if he was going to keep him, keep him with me, you know. But no, <laughs> that time was the final, final time for us. Poof. It was a, it was a joy. It was a joy. Yeah, I it's it's even hard. It's it's a little blur. It's it's a little blurry for me. But I was just I was just broken. I was very broken. The I asked him because I was moving. I was living with him at his place. So I asked him two weeks. Yeah, I gave him my two weeks notice. But I, I asked him two weeks. I was like, I need two weeks. I will be gone in two weeks. I don't want to. I, I don't want it to be brutal. You know, I don't want to have to leave tomorrow. I just didn't want to leave him so fast. It was too hard for me. And I knew that there is so much that people can recover. And after the first breakup, after friends. That one, I, we just could not recover. The, it was not going to be possible. In my mind, mentally, I was like two more weeks with him and then I will have lost him forever. The two weeks were, were very hard and here come the parts. Here, here comes the second hardest part of my life after the very first breakup in France is the breakup in Dallas. I, I would wake up in the middle of the night just sobbing and he would be next to me and he would... Uh, he would hold me and be like, it will be fine, it will be fine. And I told him, I said, you're lying. It's not going to be. There's absolutely no way that I will ever recover from that pain. Absolutely no way. I was right. <laughs> I, so I would wake up sobbing in the middle of the night. I wouldn't have the energy to even shower. I, I'm, I'm making it sound like I wasn't showering for days. I would shower every day, but I would just be like a piece of crap on the couch, sitting, and he'll be there beside me, and he'd be like, he would be the person who's pushing me into eating and showering. He physically held me one night, one night and helped me walk to the shower. I was so it was that bad. If you've seen the movie Twilight, uh, forgot which movie it is. It was it the second or third, wherever Edward breaks up with Bella and she's just sitting in the chair for you know, and you see the season going by. That's how I felt. That's how I felt. The world was moving, but I, I could not physically was not capable of doing so. He, I wasn't eating, so obviously I dropped. I dropped a few pounds. Uh, he took me to the car and he took me to some place to get food. He took me to like Chick-fil-A. I don't eat chicken. <laughs> but anyways, in my mind, when he took me there, I was like, damn, he doesn't even know me. <laughs> what a damn guy. <laughs> so all that happened. I, I went on, on Tinder that same very night. Such a stupid ass decision. I honestly didn't want to talk to anyone else beside Ben. But I mean, he had made his decision. And if someone wants to break up with you, as hard as this can be, you don't have a choice you gotta accept the reason for the breakup because i didn't even explain it the first time the first breakup i think it was because of how hard-hearted i was a little stone cold sometimes i knew i loved him but i mean i guess my in my behavior sometimes i was just a little too stone cold the second time i uh, he didn't really give me reasons i just think that he fell out of love for me he just didn't love me no more so what can you say to that? There's nothing that you can say. I wanted to hate him, you know, for just not wanting to be with me. But I, I couldn't. I just, I loved him so much. So after a breakup, how do you make it through? I have to differentiate. For me, there is breakup and there is heartbreak. I've had gone through breakups before. It's not easy. It's a little sad. But I've only gone through a heartbreak once. And I believe... They said you can only go through that once. Pain is beyond <laughs> anything 
that I've ever felt in my life. And, you know, I've, I've had gone through things that weren't easy. I lost friends, um, lost family members. You know, I've gone through grief. But this grief was a whole other level, a heartbreak. I mean, it's a part of your body that literally shudders. That's how I felt it. I felt I, I felt pain in my in my stomach, and I was going on Pinterest a lot. And I had read somewhere that they say whenever your your belly hurts, whenever you go through a heartbreak, it's because all of the butterflies that you've ever felt are dying. It made me cry when I read that, but I felt it. I was like, yes, yes, it's a little stupid, but yes. That's what I feel. I'm literally like, I lost my person and he's still alive. It's not good. I lost him because he passed. No, no, no. I lost him because he voluntarily left my life. He left me. So one of the things I did, as soon as he broke up, uh, my best friend came over, my boo, <laughs> the same girl, and she poured me a tequila shot. Keep in mind that at that moment, I was kind of fasting because I barely ate anything for the past two days. I was not in a good shape. Her shoes are still on. The shots are already poured. <laughs> Which year I drink that shot within, I was gonna say, within one second, I'm throwing up. <laughs> well, it wasn't my fault. The shot was, first off, it was big. And also, I there was no food in my body that made us laugh. And after that, with another friend of mine, all three of us, we drove to the nearest Walmart, bought some, <laughs> we bought some hair coloring and colored my, my hair. Yeah, that, it was good. Boo, you were a good friend. <laughs> and then I moved out. I will spare some details as I was living there because living there was still hard for the, for the remaining two weeks. It was hard, but I needed it because I knew that there were no going back. So I really need, needed it. And every day was a battle of thinking of him every day, looking at what he was doing, trying to be strong because, I mean, what else can you do besides trying to be strong? So I was trying to be strong. I've, I've cut, I think I cut off my family for a few weeks just because I didn't want to talk about it. And I didn't want them to be worried because I knew they were going to be worried. They saw me that summer in France being devastated for him and for that to happen again when I'm away. I know they were worried but I just couldn't, I couldn't face um, sympathy. I couldn't. I needed to feel it. Yeah, I needed to feel it. I had no other choice and I didn't want to talk about it for weeks or talk about my emotions because although I had been crying a lot. Talking about my emotions still wasn't something that I enjoyed doing. It still isn't. But yeah, that's something that I did because I knew that that's what I wanted to do. It's not necessarily what I'm advising you to do. If you feel like you need to be surrounded and if you feel like you want to talk about it, you talk about it. I needed to be surrounded, but I needed to ignore it. Or I spoke about a few things, you know, like I just couldn't be all sad and all. So yeah, I was miserable for two weeks living with him. Then I moved out and I was miserable on my own. And I was just counting the days. Uh, sometimes I'd be like, wow, today I only thought of him 25 times. <laughs> That's good. Within a few months, I would be like, wow, I, I didn't think of him yesterday. One hour without thinking of him turned into eventually it turned into two hours. It turned into, oh, I spent the whole evening without thinking of it. It took time though. It took time. It, it definitely took time. It wasn't, it's not something that happened overnight. It's just something that I 
had to be patient for. And if I want to be honest with you guys, it we're now in 2022, that happened in 2016. I am still processing it. It's still a breakup that really did hurt me. So Ben, uh, you're wrong. Things are not gonna get easier with time necessarily. It will forever be the biggest pain that I've felt. It's just that I have learned to live with it. It's how I can put it. So I went on Tinder, I went out a lot uh, with my friends. I had just started school, so I had signed up for school for a two-year program. I committed to it, and I'm the type of person, if I commit to something, if there, there were money spent on something, such as school, I have to do it. I was a good student, and he broke up with me. So I just messaged a few of my, of my teachers, telling them that some of my assignments may be late. Because here's what I'm going through. I had to say it. I had to say it because I am I skipped school the next day. I have never skipped school after that. Ever since I have never. I showed up to my lab hour. I, I was working at a preschool. I went. And at the end of the day, I apologized to the uh, other teachers that were with me. If I wasn't 100 or even 200% in it. Because... And I just cried because I couldn't even speak about it without crying. They did not even notice that I wasn't feeling great that day. I mean, I guess I faked it well. The kids also, the kids also are making it easier. When you're with kids, they ease your pain sometimes. They give you a hug. They just love you. And they didn't make me forget, but they made my days go easier. Easily. Focused on my school. I was a grade A student. I want to keep that up. So that was my goal for the next two years. I kept that up. I went through a heartbreak. I moved out. I thought my life was completely lost. I had dark thoughts. I did have dark thoughts because I just couldn't see me without him. But I made it. School gave me something to focus on fully. And that made me focus for two years. Two years later, I graduated with a 4.0 GPA. And I'm proud. <laughs> and I was proud of that because the deep battle inside me that I went through. But I just held on to school. I think school really helped me. It did. My friends obviously also also helped me. They were there for me. Tinder was there for me too. I went out a lot. I wasn't working out at that moment. So there were no magic recipe for me. It's just time. I just never gave up on myself. I spent two shitty weeks uh, with him still. Barely eating barely showering, I dropped some pounds, but I had to go through it. Now I'm learning to live only for myself. I I didn't see at the time what have I learned from this relationship because that's what Ben was telling me. He was like, Caroline, over time you will see that there's things that you're gonna learn from it. Mm. I would say it's a little bitter because the one thing that I've learned from it, it's something to blame myself for. And that is not a pleasant feeling. <laughs> As I told you, I was very stubborn. So it made me listen to the Wade Bowen song, the song A Battle One. And I didn't understand. He literally said, this song is for you. You need to listen to the lyrics. And I was like, oh yeah, cool vibe. Yeah, I like it. Had I read or listened to, this, to the words or have I known, I would have changed. I would have let go sometimes. The lyrics, in the lyrics, it says, oh, the thing I do to prove I'm right, break her heart just to watch her cry. I can stand it when I'm wrong. Being right ain't worth the cost. Because sometimes a battle won is a battle lost. He lost the battles and I lost him. <laughs> and I would have rather, I would have rather not have won all the little daily battles, the thing that I thought were important to fight for and just keep him. That's the one thing that I learned. I learned that I <laughs> lost him. This relationship took my innocence away. 
I thought, I love him, he loves me, there's nothing that can ever break this, ever, no doubt. And I was wrong. I lived after that, I lived with fears. I got into a relationship two years later. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a little over two years later, I got into another relationship. I guess we can say I had developed a fear of abandonment. Is that the word? Is that the word? But yeah, I, I was no longer naive because I now knew that it's not because you love someone that they're gonna stay. If you're going through a heartbreak, I know you probably feel like you're all alone in the world and that your heart will absolutely never recover from this. It will take time, but you will find peace in your heart and that you're gonna find something that makes you feel happy. No one is ever gonna ask you to forget that person that you lost. But try not to blame yourself too much and don't let the dark thoughts overtake you. There are many things out there that are worth to live for. There is many things that you can do. I went out with my friends. I focused in school. I told myself in 10 years, what, what would be important? Will, will the heartbreak be what I want myself to be in 10 years? No. So I needed to, to stay in school. I needed to finish what I started. Even though I the classes for the next days weren't great the next month, even though I never forgot, I had a few hours per day where I had my mind take me somewhere else. You can work out. You can just party. If you do party, party safely. Don't go over crazy. Don't get yourself into substances because this is not a way to go this is toxic for you to try to find something that is healthy it, it could be just you could be looking forward to having a little walk every day just enjoy yourself your own company because that's also very important to enjoy your own company you are the person who will be with yourself for the, for the rest of your life there's one thing i also did um had so much, so many feelings I needed to express. And I am not, I am not the kind of person who express it to other people. But I have them, obviously, because we're all human. And I just simply wrote them down. And I remember I started to write like a memoir. Yeah, who am I to even write a memoir? It was personal. It's not, never something that I released, but I had chapters and all. <laughs> I was very angry. So writing also helped me. You gotta be supported by good friends, good family members, that's very important. And you gotta listen to your heart, be, be kind to yourself. If you feel like what you need is to be talking about your ex for days, do it. And eventually it will fade out. But if you feel like you know yourself and you don't want to hear his name, listen to yourself and tell the people that are around you, this is not what I want. I want to keep distance from him. Also, obviously, uh, it is best if you are not in contact with him, because I know it is tempting. I did not keep in contact with him, although I did see him a few years later, two years later, because we had cats, and anyways, it was some sort of organization for cats. But when I saw him two, two years later, two years later, I was bawling my eyes out. I was crying the whole time I saw him. It was absolute terrible feeling, but I just, I knew I was going to feel that way. I knew. That's how I knew that the time wasn't working well for me. I mean, obviously, he made it easier to live by every day. But uh, as if I was to see him again, that would be it would be very hard still. So best that is far away and that I, I literally am in France. You can also, of course, seek help from a professional. If you have listened to the presentation of this podcast, you'd know that my podcast is my own therapy. 
So I did not want to seek help for anything in my life because I have a hard time talking to people. But you need to do whatever feels good for you. A heartbreak, a heartbreak is something very serious to go through. It's similar to going through grief. So it is something to take seriously. Do not let anyone tell you that what you're going through isn't important, isn't hard. Oh, we all go through breakups. We, we may probably all go through breakups, but not necessarily everyone go through, goes through a heartbreak and the feeling is very different. If you're feeling broken, your pain is okay and it's true. So don't let anyone tell you, oh, well, you know, it will get better tomorrow. No, tomorrow is not going to be better because tomorrow is going to be another day that I'm not going to see him It's or her. It's another day where I have lost that person. It's another day living with the fact that I've lost that person and that I've lost a piece of myself. Another day where I'm counting the times where I smile and the ones where I cry. And ho hopefully one day the smiles are, go are going to overcome the tears. But for now, it is not how I feel. What you're feeling is, is valuable and no one can take this away from you. With those words, I hope that you know that you're loved and I hope things get better for you as it did get better for me. It got better, but it will never be the same. If you want to talk, you can always come and talk to me in private. If you just want someone to hear, to hear you, I am, I am there. I am there. So that's all for today. And I know it was a lot. It was a lot to unpack and there's probably things that I've missed. I just went with the flow. Thank you so much for listening to the worst time of my life and how I eventually managed to go through it. If you're able to rate this podcast, please do so. That would be great for me. It is a great way to, I think, get the podcast known. You can always share it with your friends if you liked it or if you know someone who's going through a similar thing. If you are not going through a heartbreak and if you're doing great, well, thank you for listening to my story. I will see you next time, by the way. I am going to try to post twice a month, so once every two weeks. That's the goal that I would like to achieve. Instagram, it's adja.french and TikTok, it's adja.french. I still haven't posted any TikToks. Thank you so much for listening to me today. Please take care of yourself. Don't give a French, but do it with kindness. That was Caroline. Bye.